There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Could It Be, a podcast about the curse of Oak Island. My name is Dieter White, and my co-host is my amazing husband, Dustin White. Hello there. We are avid treasure hunters ourselves, and of course, big fans of the show. Uh, We've had an amazing year of doing a variety of different treasure hunts. Uh, What was your favorite one this year? Either, I don't know... It was a lot of fun to go to uh, San Francisco to do the uh, digging for The Secret. That was probably one of my favorites. What was yours? I enjoyed San Francisco as well since we got to take the kids. Uh, but it was really fun to go over to New York and Boston. And, of course, I'm really hoping we're going to get to go to Maine next year and uh, oh, work Fandango. on that one. Yes. Yeah. That hopefully will be a lot of fun. Yeah, we like to do a lot of uh, the armchair treasure hunts. We don't get as dirty as Rick and Marty and their team, but maybe you know, one day. Maybe one day. We do dig some holes and we have a lot of fun doing it. So, anyway, you want to just start talking about the episode? It was a good one. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, to talk about what Rick, Marty, and the rest of the team have been doing this year out at Oak Island. There was a lot in this episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we had a real Bobby Dazzler at the end. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. <laughs> the episode opens up with Rick and Marty driving down one of the roads there in Nova Scotia. Yes. And Rick uh, asks Marty, how sure are you that something was buried on or Oak Island? How how sure are you that the, the legend is real? And Marty said... What, 70%? He's kind of the skeptic. He's, yeah. I'm more of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm well, the skeptic. If I have to ask you what... Uh, how many percentage points do you think uh, there's something hidden on Oak Island or some kind of mysterious past? I believe there is something mysterious. I'm right up there at the 70 as well, but I don't know that it is necessarily the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant or any. <laughs> there's probably something pretty cool out there, though. Oh, man, I hope it's Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm probably more with Rick. I'm like at a, a good 95%. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leaving room for... Uh, something to not happen, but something happened there. Yeah, yeah. I usually have to pull you out of the clouds. Yeah. So they started off in the war room with the entire team and going through what they'd found last year and uh, what their plans are for this year. So uh, do we want to go ahead and take a look at that? They have the big three, as they called it. Mm-hmm. So here's a small clip of uh, them saying that. It's still the big three, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the money pit? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The swamp? Yeah. And then the third big thing, of course, Smith's Cove is still a target. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of yas in there. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like that they have a plan. The big three seems very directed this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Like an overview of of the season, them talking about what they're planning to do, especially in Smith's Cove. That's like, that's really got me interested. That looks super cool. I'm not like one of the things I've never really been super sure about is those box strains that they talk yes. about. But um, hey, if they can find some proof of that, that'd be super cool. Yeah, because it was uh, Dan Blankenship um, and his team that said they had found evidence of potential box strains in the swamp. Yeah. Not the oh, no. swamp in Smith's Cove. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was back in the early 70s when he built a big uh, copper dam. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, unfortunately, it got 
you know, it broke and got flooded and they lost all that evidence. Yeah. Potential it, evidence. The 1970s, uh, they didn't quite have what we have now. Yeah. They've got some real good stuff now, so they're going to really go for it and they're, they're throwing everything at it. You know, it's going to, they're, they're going to have answers if nothing else. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. So one of the big three was mentioned the swamp and, uh, there was really nothing in the whole episode about the They didn't the talk about the swamp at all. Yeah, just right? that one brief mention, which is um, cool. You know, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the swamp's pretty interesting. You're not super into it. No, I hear it smells. <laughs> and yeah. I don't like things that smell really bad. So I would rather, if I was there, spend my time in Smith's Cove. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more excited about Smith's Cove than the swamp. I have a hard time believing there's a sunken treasure ship or something there but hey i could be proved wrong i'm very open to that but that's the skeptic in me you know i i I like the idea of the swamp i'm happy for him to go back in there i smells don't bother me as much as they bother you so uh i'd I'd be jumping in there with them that'd be a lot of fun yeah i don't know they found planking in the swamp last year they did find a coin you know they they found this stuff. stuff there's gonna be something there you know it's you know there's over two, three hundred years of uh, activity in that area. You know, there's mm-hmm. some, there's stuff there. It'll be exciting to see. All right. So we've already talked a bit about the swamp. Uh, actually, you know, let's talk about the money pit a bit. I'm actually really excited about that and this whole idea of the seismic detonation technology and the big grid they're laying out, uh, so they can get a real good picture of what's going on under there. Yeah, the seismic is super interesting. We will uh, see if it produces any results. You know, it's going to let them do a little bit of, you know, looking under the soil like they've never been able to before. So it's interesting. I'm not like super uh, familiar with the technique, you know, other than what I've done a little bit of research after uh, watching the show, but it looks promising, you know. It definitely looks promising. It was great to see that they did the test run looking for the Halifax tunnel and being able to really provide some proof that this could be the right technology for what they are doing. Yeah, apparently Charles Barkhouse and uh, Dan Hensky uh, really know exactly where that tunnel was. So they must. It, yeah, well, it was, they were able to, you know, give them good uh, intel of where it should be. And when the seismic testing was done, I guess it proved it where it was. It said 90 to 120 feet. From old records, it's said to be at 110 feet, so... Yeah, right right in the ballpark. I'm really glad they could read what it was they put up on the screen from the seismic test. I was thinking, hey, that's just a lot of yellow (laughs) and uh, blue. blue. And (laughs) I I guess there's something different right there, but they definitively put a mark there. But I guess that is their science. That's what they do. The guys from Eagle Canada know what they're doing. So I can uh, appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's what they do. Shout out to Eagle Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super interesting. I, uh, like last year with, you know, putting the uh, resources and energy and the time into H8 and it pulled out, uh, they were able to pull out the human bones, you know, yes. from really deep. You know, that's that's some crazy stuff. That was really crazy. Very surprising. The fact that they came from two two different bodies, potentially. Yeah, yeah. One Middle Eastern and one European, yeah. uh, dating back at least 400 years. So That was fascinating. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like... Something happened. Something like, happened. There's human, no doubt. Human bones don't get down that deep for, uh, you know, without people being down there. So, I'd agree. Yeah. 
Okay. What else happened in the episode? We had, well, you know, there was a lot of uh, metal detecting out at Smith's Cove before they got yes. the copper dam up. Going back to where our, uh, well, your favorite, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Woo Woo Woo. Yes, Mr. Drayton. Holy shamoli. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Everybody he, loves Gary. Yeah, who doesn't, right? He's He is great. Well, they went out to the area where he found the cross. And they, they do keep calling it the lead cross. When they were discussing it at the pub, uh, mm-hmm. Rick, Rick called it. Drayton's Cross. I'm yeah. totally on board with that. Yeah, I think that's what we'll probably be calling it from now on, too. That was That's pretty great. So yeah. Drayton's Cross, you know, is an extraordinary find. It, it was. It was a great find. It was a good holy shimoli and has really driven this whole thing home. It always cracks me up, though, when they put the cross on the screen next to the... Uh, Knights Templar Cross? Yes, the yeah. Knight. Does it look alike? Guys, it looks exactly the same. It does look uncannily alike. You know, it's like, did they make that cross afterward to make it look like that uh, carving in the wall? Because that carving's been there. It's been documented. It's been yes. there forever, since the 1400s. Okay, this cross, or Drayton's cross, that they found on Smith's Cove, like, even the top of it where you would thread, like, uh, you know. Necklace Your pieces. necklace, yeah, through it. It would, uh, it's even cocked to the side, just a hair, just like that head in, uh, on that uh, carving in Dome, France. It's amazing. That feels like the only true definitive match of something we've seen throughout this. That definitely looks like that. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, that's a could it be moment that's actually like, yeah, it could be. It, you know? it definitely could be. It definitely could be. So let's talk about what they did find on Smith's Cove in this episode using the metal detector. Yes, so they did find a couple of things. The first thing was the 19th century iron spike. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was cool, but it seemed really unimportant to them in the big picture. But what else they did find was a big piece of cut lead, which they're speculating could have been used on a Spanish galleon. It was really the duct tape of the time. Yeah. Uh, narrator uh, Robert Clotworthy, mm-hmm. uh, it was really excited about the potential for <laughs> um, right. it being used on a Spanish galleon. Lead from a Spanish galleon found on the shore of Smith's Cove. That's right. Could it be a Spanish galleon duct tape? <laughs> That's right up his alley. He was he was all over it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another piece of the puzzle here, which is super exciting. Well, they were speculating that it could be something that was maybe used in that U-shaped structure that Dan Blankenship found back in the 1970s. Correct. Yes, yes, which is super important. Yeah, well, I'm super excited to see what they do uh, as far as that U-shaped structure goes. After the episode was finished, it did have like a this season on Oak Island, and they uh, showed a bit of what that... What they found. Yeah, what they found as far as the U-shaped structure is concerned and how it had the... uh, uh, Roman numerals uh, that was engraved cool. on it and whatnot, and yeah, that's that's pretty impressive stuff. You know, that's a really great find by Dan Blankenship back using 1970s technology. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. That's really cool. I'm really excited to see what the next episode shows us as far as that goes. Yeah, well, let's just talk about Dan Blankenship for a while. That guy is a legend. Yes. Like, I am so happy that he's still kicking around. Uh-huh. You know, getting around the island is still involved in everything. He. You know, and I'm so glad that Rick to share everything with him, and it just yeah. means so much to uh, Rick to make sure that everything Dan did in his life, you know, was 
were uh, yeah and a worthy goal you know because they're gonna they're gonna solve this stuff for him and exactly it, it's 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 special you know I, it makes me really happy that rick and uh marty you know do so much to make sure that he's still included in everything i think they also realize he is a very valuable resource he's got a unique perspective he was down there, you know, hands in the dirt, spent a lot of time there in these original searches. So he's going to know a lot and be a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, well, who knows Oak Island better than him? I don't think anybody I, alive. I don't know. Yeah. We should touch a, a briefly on Fred Nolan. Yes. Who passed away last year. And, that was so uh, sad. Yeah, that was, that's pretty heart-wrenching, you mm -hmm. know, because... We all feel like they're super close to discovering some good stuff on Oak Island, and he just just missed it. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, but it was kind of nice to see them mend fences there and move forward. And it was, but it was really sad to lose him as well. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Let's uh, go ahead and move on yeah. to where they were next, which was over side to get into lot two to do some metal detecting with Gary. Yeah. So how many lots did they go ahead and like? clear out some trees on they uh they said i believe lots one through eight and then 21 and 22 i believe that is right i'd have to double check but with lot two when they were out there gary was speculating maybe they were the first to really search this area because it was so thick with brush he couldn't swing a metal detector around so yeah but they they cleared out a bunch of those trees and they were able to finally get in there and see what's on the ground. And uh, they were that pretty was exciting. Yeah, well, we weren't, weren't watching it. We weren't the only ones excited. Listen to this. You're the guy with the lucky metal detector. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now that's a coin. That's a cartwheel two pence, a tuppenny. A tuppenny. Yes, a cartwheel two pence. So they, they found a coin, which was super exciting. Yeah, what year was it from? Oh, geez. It was I... 1797, I believe, right? 1797, yes. Yeah, yeah that's uh, an amazing find. You know, it's it's after the money pit was discovered. So mm -hmm. this this coin was, uh, you know, it's dated 1797, two years after the discovery of the money pit and uh, when the search started. But, you know, it doesn't mean that this coin was put in this spot in the ground in 1797. It could have been 20 years later for all we know, you know. But it definitely says the British... We're yes. all over this island. Exactly. Or someone with British money in their pockets. True, true. Well, I'm sure a lot of pirates uh, stole a lot of stuff from the British and just like they did everybody yeah, else. Yeah, they and... liked everybody's money. They yeah. didn't care where it came from. Well, there's a lot of people that love the pirate theory, too, mm -hmm. about um, who deposited things on Oak Island. So exactly. There's that. So after the coin, we then see that Gary and Jack continue metal detecting out on lot two. They see some boulders that seem really like uh, that would be important. Right? Yeah, they're promising targets for Gary. Exactly. So he hits it with his metal detector. They start getting pings. Yeah, he says it starts screaming. Yeah, it's iron. Screaming iron. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they uh, remove some of that moss and they find these iron bolt one iron bolt sticking out of this boulder that was a lot of moss that they pulled off yeah it, it was pretty crazy here i i pulled a clip of that i mean this wouldn't surprise me if this is a ring bolt you put a chain around or a rope and you pull things it's here for moving some other stuff 
What do you haul up? Treasure. <laughs> wow, that uh, look that Gary yeah, gave that, Jack. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, Jack's just trying to laugh it off. Oh yeah, ha, ha, yeah, we're we're looking for a treasure. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we'll be pulled. But uh, yeah, Gary not Gary was serious. Serious. He, he was, was like ready. dead serious. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was good stuff. So they decided that that seemed very important. I think it's very important, so it makes well, sense that they called Rick. Yeah, well, Jack said that he thinks it's probably, you know, a cultural significant mm -hmm. find, so uh, he wanted Rick to take a look. Rick came over, agreed that they need to bring in the archaeologist, Laird Nevin, mm -hmm. to take a look at it, you know, to see uh, what he thinks about it before they go any further. Yeah, so they give Laird a call, and he comes out. I just want to know, is Laird like on standby? Because I feel like anytime they call him, he's like instantly there. Yes, it's the magic of editing, I'm sure. It but... is the magic of editing, but you know, like I'm sure he's getting paid well for, you know, <laughs> doing this work. True, but I feel like he's very close all the time. Well, they kind of need him that need him there all the time, you know. If they don't have uh, you know, someone that can take a look at these things, you know, they have to kind of stop. So mm -hmm. They have to have him. I, I bet he's not on call and he's there every minute of the day. <laughs> Hanging but, out in the war room. You know, yeah. Well, he comes by every so often and, you know, they they put him to work. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, you know, people have a lot of mixed opinions about Laird and the fact that they even have to have him because in the past they didn't, but it's part of their treasure trove license, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's important, you know, these guys that are doing all this excavation they are not archaeologists mm -hmm. um there's a proper way of doing a lot of this stuff you know i i know they take great care in yes. what they're doing they don't want to do anything that's going to negatively affect their progress or you know the island itself if it makes the government feel better yeah you might as well do it you know gotta appease them i think laird you know we can appreciate that he brings a you know a bit of insight you know a, a different point of view i think he's become a important part of yeah. the team as well he's definitely part of the team i i, I enjoy uh his insights on things I, I totally agree i don't think that he has slowed them down significantly uh, to the point having to have him yes slowed them down but he is a good resource for them i don't feel like he says no a lot though nah yeah well he I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know I, I you know we've never talked to the guy but yeah I'm sure he's real interested, you know, to what's gone down on this island. Even if nobody deposited anything, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, lots of stuff has happened on this island, and it's all very interesting. All very culturally significant, regardless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, Lot 2 seems to be really bringing up a lot already. <laughs> so, I, I'm super excited mm. about these ideas of the bolts and the boulders, and when they pan back and you see how many of these large rocks really are in a line so hopefully we'll see more about that in the future and that there's a bunch of bolts and lots of boulders when rick was there with laird and gary and yes. you know looking over this boulder on lot two they noticed the carved triangle in the that's right in the boulder or rick did and even Laird said, you know, that looks like a triangle, you know, so that's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. And he points out that Freemasons, Freemasons yeah, all had their own triangles. Yeah. So here's a clip I pulled about uh, 
the Mason. You know, Masons all had their specific uh, mark. A carved triangle, possibly made by Freemasons. You know, the uh, narrator had to get in on that. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I guess the first thing that popped into Laird's mind was the Freemason Mason. connection. Yeah, yeah, that that's really that's really interesting. Hopefully, it is indeed a marker. Who knows if we're going to find that on different boulders because we talked about ring bolts uh, in a boulder on Smith's Cove. Well, that's uh, what Daniel McGinnis and John Smith found back uh, that's at right. the discovery of the money pit time. Okay. So maybe they're all connected and they're talking about finding out how old this metal is that's within the rock. Exactly. And that could help them you know, date it to either pre-searcher, pre-depositor, you know, it, that's how they are going to determine who pounded that. Who put it in. Exactly. So I'm a, I'm a member of this group on Facebook called uh, Oak Island Original. Okay. But they've got, you know, people that speculate things all the time. Uh, yes, we yeah, all do. <laughs> we all do. Um, but somebody put a picture of these iron bolts driven into this large rock that uh, they did them at intervals, probably like four or five inches. And that's how they split the rock in two. And mm. that was, uh, you know, just an old technique of, of splitting break, the boulders, splitting the boulders. So interesting. It was interesting. You know, it made me think maybe that's uh, what, what was that going was. on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it may, you know, maybe less significant than we hope, but mm-hmm. You never know. I, they'll have to just do some more testing and more research to figure that kind of stuff out. So they could be splitting the boulders to use parts of those somewhere else for something else. Yeah, for something, for anything. Maybe they were moving them to create Nolan's Cross. Could it be? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What else do we have that happened on Lot 2? Anything? No, I think that was all that happened on Lot 2 in this episode. Okay. Uh, so Lot 2, obviously still really important it's hot and we'll keep an eye on lot too it's hot out there yeah hot lots of treasure. good finds all right so what should what do we have next that happened well you know before we move on let's talk i want to talk about a little bit about uh jack bagley okay yeah, what he, about jack i think he's one of my favorite characters i think i really like him too yeah he's uh very amped up all the time it seems like he's very excited you know he is he's more excited than a lot of um like at least he shows it uh he doesn't Hold it close to the vest like other people do, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So he, he's he's one of my favorite characters probably because of that reason. Mm-hmm. When they were looking at the pictures from when they were looking for the Halifax Tunnel, he was the first one to like, say that's, that's the that tunnel. was it. And everybody <laughs> else was keeping quiet yeah. thinking it was the Halifax Tunnel. Yeah. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. You know, so I feel like maybe he hasn't been so tainted by... So many fails of things over the years. He's oh, still super. He's, he's been around a long time. He he's has. seen a lot of uh, you know. He's 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 seen his share of uh, uh, failure. Yeah, he's seen successes too. You know, he's the one that found the human bones That's out of H eight. He's the one that found pottery. Is that right? Out of there. Yeah, pottery. 
and he was he was the one that spent many hours spraying the table and he Getting was extremely oh, filthy oh he was filthy at the end <laughs> of that last season i felt really bad for him he had to be cold yeah his his bald head had just this <laughs> cake with mud oh man i didn't even recognize him yeah that was good no he's he's a lot of fun i just wanted to chat about him real yeah. quick because you know i have this clip of him uh being super enthusiastic at the table at the beginning of the episode here it is yeah 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 and uh yeah so yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so he's like uh super stoked about everything and he's just a lot of fun i i i'm really uh looking forward to his reaction when they pull something big out <laughs> yep that yeah. that'll be good yeah all right another scene of the uh, show has uh craig dave and peter driving to the university of new brunswick to uh supervise that's right a uh, test and a laser ablation test to drayton's cross yeah drayton's cross is getting a lot of attention here as it should yeah i totally agree yeah it's one of the biggest finds that they've ever made probably the biggest and super important and it, it's super cool what they do to this cross to uh get it tested to see where the lead came from yeah that's a really interesting idea so they're gonna pull off isotopes correct yeah. to see where this lead is from because lead in different parts of the world have different compositions exactly and but my favorite part about them doing this test was early on in the show they did like a little cgi uh <laughs> enactment kind of thing of um of this what this test will look like and i remember watching the show with you and you were like uh i'm sure that's exactly what it's gonna look like well <laughs> guess what it kind of did <laughs> so, that was really funny because i remember joking like he said okay sure it's gonna look like that and he pulls out the tray it looks exactly like that yeah, so you just put in my mouth <laughs> yeah you just don't see the uh, little laser pulses but that's kind of about it i guess i can accept that yeah but no it was um, a really cool test that when they did the test against other uh standards of lead found in north america mm -hmm. the uh, results were that it was unlike anything they had found so that must mean that the lead's not from north america well listen to the uh, how the narrator tells it not from north america i guess not yeah not from north america <laughs> and so that's an exciting revelation that is i mean so it's from somewhere else and means it's been brought here from Somewhere, somewhere else so we know people have been here yeah they're sure hoping it europe but yes. um, maybe africa yeah maybe asia antarctica probably not someone encouraged them to continue looking at europe right yeah yeah no the uh dr chris mcfarland yeah yeah, he uh, mentions that there are traces of silver found in the uh, Drayton's Cross. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and um, that's because um, back in the day, a long time ago, uh, before modern techniques were developed, when they would smelt the metals like lead or whatnot, they weren't able to purify them. And it mm, would be... That's right. Yeah, there would be trace amounts of other kinds of metals floating around in there. And this one, you know happen to be silver yeah well and that's that's pretty cool that that is i i assume that's going to be able to help us further pinpoint where it's from yeah exactly here's what craig and dr mcfarland had to say we wanted to come from europe yeah so hopefully that's where it's pointing from my perspective it's looking good it's looking good 
Yeah, so Craig gets on a video conference call with the team back in the war room, and he relays the information that it's not of a material made from North America uh, lead. And so he's super excited to tell them. They're all super excited to hear it. They're thrilled. Thrilled. And uh, But Rick uh, immediately goes to, well, this helps our theory of the cross coming from Europe mm-hmm. and having a possible Knights Templar connection. And uh, here's a little clip explaining that. Carvings at Dom this way. While visiting a 14th century prison in Dome, France last year, Rick Lagina, along with nephews Alex Lagina and Peter Fernetti, were shown a number of carvings known to have been made by members of the Knights Templar during their years of captivity. They obviously wanted to keep that symbolism alive. Incredibly, one of the carvings was eerily similar to the lead cross found at Smith's Cove. Now with this this evidence, if you will, that UNB is telling us it's not North American lead, it certainly doesn't eliminate the possibility that this is indeed a Templar connection. Yep, Templar connection could be. Yeah, it could be. I don't think that's ever fully been off the table, but it does seem... Well, that would mean that the Templars got over to the New World before Christopher Columbus. So that's, uh, I could have History. I guess. Yeah, well... Making not, history. Yeah, you never know. So, yeah, but that's a really fun thing to think about. And I, uh, it, like I said, I said it earlier, it's uncanny how similar the shape on the wall in Dome, France looks to this uh, cross, Drayton's cross. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think anybody can deny that at this point. But everybody's really relieved that the lead seems to be not from North America. Exactly. And... Gary Drayton is um, very excited about continuing to look in the same area that they found the lead cross last year because he is sure that they the cross has friends buried out in, in Smith's Cove. I bet there are plenty of friends out there for this cross. I completely agree. Speaking of Smith's Cove, there is a lot going on out there right oh, yeah. now. So we have Marty and Peter and the geophysicist Mike West and andrew gills right yes so they're using a very particular metal detector it looks yeah. like a metal detector on steroids yeah, it's, it's kind of hardcore for um uh you know how deep it can go like 20 feet deep that's pretty cool yeah it's on wheels it's like it's on a push cart or a stroller or a wagon yeah so it goes a lot deeper and they're going to be scanning that big area yeah over in smith's cove and metal detector is equipped with a gps unit to That's like right. pinpoint where the hits are made down to the centimeter so very accurate and hopefully they can find some really good stuff with it so they can drop some pins in it and be able to go back and re-explore and the, but it's a big area that he's gotta it, do it is big and it's uh there's a funny exchange with marty and um, mike west here listen to this tried to do this pie piece here first. Yeah. See what I'm saying? To do this whole area with with this will we'll take some time. That's kind of what we want you to yeah. do. It sounds like uh, Marty <laughs> uh, wanted him to do more than he thought he was going to do when yeah. he showed up. He feels, I think, a bit like, wow, I should have packed a lunch. I'm yeah. going to be out here a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, well, that's not all. Like Later on, it shows um, Peter supervising Mike uh-huh. uh, doing this uh 
you know, this work, this metal detecting. And uh, Mike thought, it seemed like he thought he was almost done. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, I'll do one more pass over here. And then Peter says to him, and then we'll start on the other side. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll start on the other side. Like, <laughs> he had a lot more work to do than he thought. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But he's a trooper and he did it. Yeah, and they did get a pretty big hit out there. They did. So they got the GPS coordinates, but they won't have that until they can take a better look at all the data that they were collecting at that time. Yeah, they will come back to it when they uh, when they get out there, I'm sure, with, you know, the cofferdam built, have all the heavy equipment out there to dig things up. Oh, man, the cofferdam. I'm really looking forward to that. I know. Like... Growing up, I never thought I would be excited about something like that. Like but, a cofferdam? Yeah, but yeah, it's either. super exciting and intriguing. And what the heck are they going to find? Well, it, they're going out a significant way further than what Dan Blankenship and their team did with their cofferdam. Well, I think it, I, it, the cofferdam that uh, that Irving uh, Equipment has agreed to, uh, you know, they have an agreement to build mm -hmm. this. Uh, it's like over 500 feet long. It's huge. It's like way over the length of a football field. You know, this is uh, this is legit. Well, and they're talking about being able to get the heavy equipment in there. It looks like it dries out enough that the equipment's not sinking in the mud. into the mud, which is really exciting because that really could be an issue. You're talking oh, yeah. about an area that's been covered with water a lot. Yeah, well, and... It's heavy, heavy, heavy machinery. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they uh, made a deal with Irving. Uh, they went th first. They went to Irving to get their presentation, their proposal for building this coffer dam, and it was a pretty fun scene on yeah. the show. Like they uh, had this, uh, this like a three D. Oh, it's alternate reality yes. AR presentation through the Microsoft Hololens, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. I've only seen it used for like video game purposes, but this is. What a great way to show it. Well, it was cool, but I, I think I also think that um, it was weird that the guy sitting at the table couldn't, you know, they, they didn't have headsets, so they couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. um, they had to watch it on the on monitor, the which was fine, but the guy was like, I can see this, but you can't. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, they could see the 3D model yeah. up there but it is a new technology you know maybe uh they just didn't show it and they got to use the maybe. headset I, I i would hope so that it, it was really cool to see rick seemed very impressed with the technology so yeah it'll be really neat to see what they pull out of there we saw him kind of putting the dam well yeah those pylons were like 25 feet deep mm -hmm. yeah they mean business this is not uh half doing it this is all the way 100 percent. oh yeah probably I like 150 percent <laughs> I, I was really excited to see, you know, the next week and them revealing stuff. So that this year, that is what I am most excited about so far is that cofferdam. See what's going on out there. They mean business. Yeah, they're not uh, messing around this year. So um, beyond uh, them making the deal with Irving equipment mm -hmm. and uh, they call marty back at the war room and chat with him about uh you know confirming that they made the deal mm -hmm. then uh, the next scene switches to rick and gary uh, metal detecting on lot 21 oh yes lot 21 that was exciting yeah that's right by the uh, mcginnis foundation where uh, yes 
Daniel McGinnis's house, the original Oak Island searcher with yes. uh, his two friends. It's uh, where the foundation was. His house has been gone for over 100 years, mm -hmm. they say, but the you know the foundation is still there and it's a culturally protected area yeah, it's a they're historical not allowed, site yeah they're not allowed to go and do searching around it mm -hmm. they have to stay i think they, they said keep 100, 100 feet. feet yeah keep 100 feet from it but that was that was pretty cool mm -hmm. that was definitely unique if you will found some awesome things out there well they found like a old metal hinge first right that's right and they're like, well, we just need the treasure chest that goes along with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, then your boy. Yeah. Gary Drayton. Go Gary. What did he do? Uh, he found another Bobby Dazzler. And the Broach Brothers are at it again. No, the Broach Brothers are back. Oh, they're back. Yeah. Sorry. So um, now this is an amazing top pocket find. Yes. You know, it's um, this ornate brooch, brooch that has a jewel in the middle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a blue brooch at first, and am I was I the only one that thought that? Uh, probably. Until it got cleaned up. It got cleaned up, and it was revealed to be red. Mm -hmm. And you haven't seen this yet, but I've actually seen the preview for the next episode, and they touch more upon the uh, the brooch. Oh, cool. Yeah, or the jewel. So they do an analysis of the Bobby Dazzler from last year, uh -huh. the uh, the garnet. Okay. And they determine that it is a garnet and that it is old. Um, Both good things. Yeah. They do an analysis on this new Bobby Dazzler and they determine that it is not a ruby or a garnet. It is glass. It's glass. It's glass. It, and it's um, it was made from a time uh, very, very long ago before uh, searcher activity. Hmm. It's like at least 400, 500 years old. Wow. Yeah. So um, that was pretty impressive. Uh, I know you haven't seen that yet, but... Uh, I love me a good Bobby Dazzler, though. Yeah. Well, I hope every episode has some sort of Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> oh, hopefully. Well, <laughs> when we... Uh, at the end of the show, it went into this season on Oak Island. Mm -hmm. And the <laughs> biggest deal, I think, that... Uh, they alluded to was discovery of the 90 foot stone that's possibly right. possibly the 90 foot stone well it doesn't look a thing like they uh, show in all their like previews. the animation yeah like uh, in the opening credits where they show uh the the 90 foot stone doesn't look a thing like that but i've read uh i've seen detailed eyewitness accounts of this 90 foot stone and um it's it's described as either two or three feet wide by about at least a foot to 16 inches deep. Okay. okay. The, sh the stone that they showed on uh, the preview was probably two foot wide and maybe about 15, 16 inches deep. You know, that's kind of what it looked like. So maybe it looks real good. It's got some letters scratched on it. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently back in the day, a bookbinder shop had it tucked away for many years and before that, a like some kind of leather working shop had it, and they they beat leather on the stone. Why? I don't know. Okay. Bad move. Yeah, but you know, as a skeptic, I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced about the ninety foot stone. Well, maybe <sighs> uh, Doug Crowl. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Doug uh, will convince us all that it's the, that it's legit and the real deal. 
I think he's already convinced you, but I I, I'm to. not as 100% gun-ho, but I always want proof, and I always want evidence. I have a hard time believing till I've got the facts. Well, it looks very, very promising to me. I mm -hmm. am super excited about that. That's like right up there with Smith's Cove for me. Okay. Like, I think it's cool. That's something, if, if it's, if he can verify that that thing was pulled out of the ground, you know, at 90 feet or 80 feet, whatever it whatever is. Whatever it was. Well, they, the first account said 80 feet and then, you know, since then it's 90 feet. I but. want proof that it's been pulled out of the ground. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have photos uh, I know. taken at the time. Sorry, babe. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, but I'm super intrigued. I'm really excited for that. Um, what Don't else? get me wrong. I'm intrigued about the idea. I'm just not sold yet. Well. I'll get there. Maybe. Well, maybe. I hope by the time that that episode rolls around where they're doing that recovery, uh, you can be as excited as I am. Because oh, I'm, I'm super stoked. On this season of Oak Island, they talk about the seismic scanning results. Yes. And um, it looks like uh, whoever's doing the presentation uh, is saying that there was a cavity. Uh -huh. And Marty asks a chamber. And he says, yes. So it's just... Probably crazy editing. Who knows what he's actually yeah. saying yes to, but... Um, the chapel vault that supposedly got pushed down further into the mud. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Hey. It's possible, I guess. Uh, I'm a skeptic, so we'll see. That's real hard for me to, to swallow, too. I don't know. If, uh, if they pushed it down, don't you think they would have, I don't know, had a little more proof? Like... I don't know. Don't you think they would have pulled something up? I don't know. Besides the teeth on the uh, yeah. cans? It's it's compelling. I hope it's the case, but who knows? Maybe it's something even better. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be killer. Let's go for that. Heck yeah. Well, going off of this chapel vault theory, mm -hmm. it's funny because in the preview, it also says that, um, well, the geologist, Terry Matheson, is in the clip and he says we've clipped the edge of a tunnel okay yes i remember this and then after that it says uh rick has a voiceover of this cool uh cg going through a, a tunnel yes <laughs> and he says uh if there's anything here the answer is in that tunnel dun, that's dun, right dun. dun 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 well the booby trap tunnels and the all the other tunnels <laughs> and then we've got box drains to potentially uncover out in Smith's Cove. There's a lot they're serving up in this first episode for the rest of the season. This is going to be a huge, huge season. It's so huge that they're not even done filming yet. Like, to this day, I just saw this morning, um, so there's this Facebook page called Oak Island from the Other Side of the Causeway. And the woman, uh, her name is Karen Publicover. She lives just on the other side of the causeway that goes to Oak Island. And she takes pictures almost every single day. And uh, it's a lot of fun to keep up with what's going on, even though... It's In a real little, time. Yeah, and it's a little bit behind the scenes. But, you know, she's not on the island. She's just no. taking pictures mostly from across the way. But she can see cranes. You know, she can see the drones flying up in the sky. You know, um, so it's fun to uh, get a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, and kind of be able to speculate a little bit. We all want to do that. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't already, I would recommend following that fa Facebook page. It's it's a lot of fun to uh, check out. 
So they also talk about uh, concrete and an ancient structure that they may have found in Smith's Cove. Uh, yes. That's one of the discoveries. And then they have this uh, video conference of this guy saying that something is Roman in origin. Um, and, you know, obviously we have the Roman numerals carved into the U-shaped structure. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Really exciting. and be curious to know <laughs> what that means. Well, that'd be that'd be something because the Romans uh, was way before Columbus, too. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that would be really interesting. It looks like, uh, I think it was Alex Lagina, Rick's, well, I guess it'd be Rick's nephew and Marty's son, does some scuba diving in the search of some kind of... Of an anchor? anchor? An anchor, yeah. Some... Where did this anchor come from? You know, I'm not sure. It seems really random to me. I, I mean, I'm excited about the idea, unless they're looking for a sunken ship of sorts, but... Well, you know, that's what they're looking for in the uh, swamp, right? Exactly. Maybe they've... I don't know, an anchor, that's kind of exciting, but it seems also random. Yeah, they're, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> Every ship had an anchor, there's, you know, thousands At least, and yeah. tens of thousands of anchors probably down the bottom of the ocean, mm -hmm. so. But they felt it important enough to share. Yeah, so it. we'll see how it goes. But then, final Bobby Dazzler, uh, is, it ends with Gary Drayton finding some something that they call gold-colored while metal detecting. And uh, then they had the experts analyze it, and they said it was pure gold. First gold on the island! Yeah, that's what Marty ends the uh, uh, preview saying, and uh, super exciting. Yay! I can't wait to see what's going on. Well, is gold a Bobby Dazzler? I don't know that gold's Bobby Dazzler. I mean, he gold's gold. I, no, I bet you he has some other fun word for it. Ooh, that's a good point. A new one. Yeah, because Bobby Dazzler's like jewels. Yeah, they have to... I feel like Bobby Dazzlers must have jewels to be considered Bobby Dazzlers. You know, there's probably some kind of like code book with like what these terms mean that, code, we, just, that we don't know about. <laughs> code book, like AKA just English terms that people normally use, not from here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a code. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying maybe there's some kind of uh, something we don't know. Possibly, but I would love Gary to teach it to me. Oh, yeah. So um, before we uh, sign off, uh, I just wanted to get your impressions of the the whole season preview show featuring Maddie Blake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maddie Blake. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Yes, he's always got something to share or try to get them to share more. Is he? Is he? Or is Jack Bagley more enthusiastic? Oh. Ugh. That's hard to say. I think, <laughs> I think Maddie jumps much quicker because he's not out on the island as often working on stuff. He's just kind of there once in a while. Yep. Uh, so anytime something new comes up, he's gonna be like, "Ah, I discovered something." Well, or... it, was, it was pretty funny in that uh, that preview. He went to uh, was it lot two? Possibly. But he went to a lot and went metal detecting. Oh, lot 21. Because okay. yeah, it was the same one they found, the Bobby Dazzler, mm -hmm. um, that Gary alluded to. But, uh, yeah, so they had him do a little metal detecting. Mm -hmm. And he got lucky. He got a hit. Yay! Yay! A hit. But, you know, then they had him dig it up. And he was super stoked. Mm -hmm. And as he dug it up, it looked like... Uh, it looked big. Well, and round. And... 
Maybe a barrel of a gun. And that's what Gary uh, Could suggested. Could it be? And he did the biggest double take at Gary right then. He's like, what? what? His like, eyes like his, jumped out yeah. of his head. Oh my gosh, it was so hilarious. Between him and Jack. Well, know. then Jack kind of was uh, poking <laughs> a little fun at Maddie Blake. I don't know if anybody he else He had to that. have known it wasn't. Well, he's like, what is it, Maddie? And he's like uh, looking up at Gary, smiling. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like five, you know... Uh, uh, frames or something uh-huh. sm- super small clip but you could see him looking up at jack going ha uh-huh. or not yeah. jack at a uh, gary going ha ha yeah oh man that was pretty funny but that um, was yeah he's uh it is it is fun uh to watch maddie he's he's super excited he's uh not your typical tv host no he looks a little out of his element at times but he's always super excited and passionate enthusiastic and passionate like the rest of us here at home you know following along on this journey except he gets to go out except, there that's true he that's gets to go cool. out there i'm a little jealous but yeah. that's okay i think that's the end of the show all right well thanks guys for uh tuning in and listening to us so we will have another episode after the next one airs so we look forward to sharing with you we'd love to hear from you yeah, if you uh, want to reach out to us, you can email us, and we'll be happy to answer emails on the uh, podcast. It is oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on different social media platforms. Uh, we're going to be on... We're on Twitter, and that's at oakislandpod. And then we'll be on Facebook and Instagram, and both of those are at oakislandpodcast. That's right. So uh, we just want to say thank you very much for listening. And uh, until next time, could it be?